and welcome to another episode of Intention is Everything. I am your solo host today, Karen Frazier. Um, my my co-host, Cheryl, is experiencing thunderstorms. And I don't know, she doesn't want to get electrocuted, which is super weird, hard to imagine. But I am really excited because I feel like today the gang rides again and I'm kind of co-hosted by my guest because he was by my side as my co-host for many years on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. So sitting in with me today is my good friend and fellow psychic and healer, Chuck Gotsky, otherwise known as Chucky G. The gang rides again minus Cheryl, Chuck. <laughs> Hi Karen, how you doing? Yeah, I kind of I saw that with the thunderstorm thing. I was like, oh darn! I really wanted to, you know, see Cheryl too. You know, talk for Cheryl, but it's okay because it's you and me, and we, you know we've done this uh, enough times to know. We know how to talk to each yes. other, man. Yes, we can. We can banter quite well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to talk to you. You know, I've got a I've got a mea culpa, and, and so do you. Honestly, we we got back in touch what about two weeks ago Correct. and we really have been terribly remiss about staying in touch with one another um life gets in the way you hunker down in your house and so we used to talk every week and i don't think we ever stopped being friends and i think we always remained close but we just sort of let each other drift away for a while that'd be correct yeah life just kind of like took its little wind and blew us in different directions and you know just got wrapped up in all this other stuff but uh you know when we started talking again it, it became very important i realized that it was very important that you stay in touch and in, in contact with the people that you really care about and and mean something in your life and even though life is super busy and all this crazy stuff especially now with covid and all this other stuff going on you really got to stay connected you know yeah. Uh, I think it's really important because, you know, you start to, especially now with, with what's happening in the world, you start to feel like you're in this bubble, you know, you feel like oh, I'm just all alone, you know, I mean, you have certain people around you, of course, my family, my girlfriend, stuff like that, but you still feel like at some point, you know, I'm in a bubble I'm, and it, it's nice to reach out and talk to people I don't talk to all the time, you know what I mean? but I, I want to bring them back in to, I can, so I can speak to them on a more regular basis. And it kind of like widens the the boundaries you know what i mean and gets you out there more and it makes you think more and it's just really nice you know so yeah well you've had some life events and when those have happened i've reached out and so we've talked on and off over the last couple of years because it's been a few years since we did uh, the yeah. radio show together so yeah. we i mean we haven't been completely out of touch but but certainly not the state that we were in before, but mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to, because we got in touch this time and it was a little bit unique. Um, and so I thought we would talk about that, but first I'm, I think that you're cutting in and out. So I'm going to ask you to turn off your camera much as oh. I like to see your face. Let's see if we can get you cutting out a little less with your camera off. How about that? Oh, okay. Very good. Plus okay. I like your little, I like your little inner voice healer um logo it's super logo. cool so people should go to chuck's uh facebook and he's got a really cool logo had it professionally designed i'm a little jelly of it honestly <laughs> anyway so yeah. here's what happened i two nights in a row had mm -hmm. dreams about you and um the first one i kind of thought oh that's weird hi i haven't talked to chuck in a while and i just had a dream about him and then I had a dream about you the next night. And the next night in the dream, we were actually talking on Zoom. And there was a certain picture of you in the Zoom thing. And I thought, well, I've dreamed about Chuck two nights in a row. So I'd better reach out. So I reached out that morning and just said, hey, is everything okay? Um, I had a dream about you. And you were like, well, let's chat later. And I said, okay, cool. So we set up the Zoom conversation. And I went about my day. And I told you this, so I'm not, I'm not telling you anything that is shocking to you. Right. I thought about blowing you off. And I think you thought about blowing me off too. <laughs> and, um, and, but there was just something. And at the last minute, I was like, no, nah, I can't blow them off. We got to talk. And so we got together on zoom. And the first thing I saw is when you signed on to zoom, the picture, which was not your um, logo, it was a picture of you. The right. picture was exactly what I saw in my dream. You're right. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of crazy too. Cause I like, <laughs> and when you say blow off, we don't mean it in the sense that we don't, we don't like each other. We don't want to talk to each other. It's just like, you're just like, Oh, well, you know, it, it'll be fine. You know, we can it's, talk been a a day. it's been a day, you know what I mean? But yeah. then for some reason, uh, like when you sent me the initial, you know, connection, I was like, no, I, I need to, I need to, I need to talk. I just need, I need to chat with somebody. You know what I mean? To, to speak about things. And then um, later on, you know, you start thinking the same thing, ah, whatever. And then, and then my inner voice and all the little wonderful spirits that are around me just go, no, you really need to do this call. You really need to talk. So I'm like, okay, fine. And it was very, it was, it was very unique in that way because I just, it just, I felt I just I was getting funneled into talking to you. There was no way I was going to get around it, you know. No, no, we were in the we were in the funnel cloud at that yeah. point, swirling yeah. around. It was going to happen. Right. So, um, and, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, and I mean, we had a great conversation, and we kind of talked about what you'd been doing, what I'd been doing, and things <laughs> like that. And really, we came up with the fact that we need to talk about once a month because we do very similar things, but from very different approaches. Right. And I have stuff that I can share that can help you. And you have stuff that you can share that can help me. Mm -hmm. And so we just really realized, I think, that the universe wanted us to connect because this is a connection that's important. I, I would agree. Yeah. I still have all the little sticky notes, too, from when we talked all over my desk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Your little Karen stickies. <laughs> little Karen stickies. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. And it's funny when you told me about, you know, um, what was it? One sticky here says, oh, like you're funneling things in. I actually do like a little funnel and the little, you know, things. So, you know, you know me with my stickies. It hasn't changed since Paranormal Underground. It's still the same thing. I put my stickies up when I need my information, but it helps me to remember because I'm old schooler. But uh, yeah, it was important. And a lot of the things you hit on were um, some of the things you hit on were things I never even thought about doing or talking about in a larger sense. I mean, I've done it here or there. Um, and there, you gave me great ideas too, for, you know, reaching out to, to get to more people, you know, because I, the, the idea of what I want to do is I want to just be able to help people. You know, I want them to understand that there are people that are in there or have been in their shoes that have some knowledge and schooling behind them now and, and intuitiveness and whatever. And we can use all of this. I can use all of this as my talents. I call them my talents or my gifts to be able to reach out to people and help them so they can enjoy life as much as I'm enjoying it now. Right. Well, and the other thing I think is important to mention mm. is something you told me in that call, which was before we had that conversation, you were thinking, maybe I just shouldn't be doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah that was true. That was a, the, it was a very true statement. I, I got into the point where, you know, with us all being locked down and everything, and I'm used to doing the motivational speaking on stages and going to uh, festivals and events and stuff and all that kind of ended. And then I was doing stuff here and, you know, I'm getting, you know, I have certain clients and they come through, uh, but it wasn't as widespread, you know? And I was like, well, maybe this is a sign. Maybe this is something that's just saying, you know, you just need to pull back now and you can use your gifts for things that you maybe you need or just people that are just close to you, but you know, you should, you shouldn't have to do it, you know, otherwise. And I'm like, no, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure, you know, and then I started getting that thought process. Like you said, I'm just like, well, maybe I should just call it a day, you know, of course, everybody, oh my, I should, everybody, when I say everybody, just so people are listening, I'm talking about all the spirits, my guardian, my guides, all the people that are around me in an energetic way uh, are screaming at me saying, no, 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 you know what I mean? But, you know, at the same time, I'm just going, well, I don't know, maybe it's just time to move on to something else or I don't know, you know? So yeah, I got to that point. I got, I got in that funk, just like people getting funks, you know? And then they were like, your people, your guides were like, yeah. we're going to bring in the big guns. Here comes Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're like, okay, so you're not listening to us. So we're going to get someone that you'll listen to, you know, because I've always listened to you. I mean, you've always been a great inspiration to me and lots of the things that you've done. And, you know, we've kind well, of, I, I mean, I even came out and visited you and, you know, I really loved that. Also, that was awesome just to be by you and Jim and all that, you know, I think it was really a good time. Um, so I, I yeah, it was, I think they, they just said, we're just going to get someone and you're just going to smack you around and you're going to listen to, you know, so. Right. And so then we realized that this is something that we need to do. And then maybe there are things that we need to do together as well, because I don't know about you, but when I ignore 
um, I, you know, I don't want to call them the voices because that maybe makes me sound a little off kilter, but when I ignore the voices, (laughs) 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 they get louder until I I act on them. So yes, they do. Yes, for sure. And and if you ignore them long enough, you get, what do I like to call it? Universal two by four in the back of the head. I know. So we're actually going to talk about some of that today because we we really ranged far and wide in our conversation a couple of weeks ago. And there was some stuff that I realized that I knew kind of the um, bare bones of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know like the details of it. And so I really wanted to talk to you about that because even though, um, and I, I want to start if you're comfortable with it, yeah. with right after your wife left you and we were doing the show at the time. Right. Well, she didn't leave you. You moved out. Right. Yeah. But she yeah, asked well, you to. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Okay. And so at the time, I remember being incredibly worried about you. And like we talked almost every day worried about you like are you okay today and i i remember saying to jim you know i really am worried he's thinking about killing himself and i am going to let you pick it up from there because i think that this is a really important and powerful story for people to hear yeah um yeah it's a it's 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 a tough one to it, it used to be a tough one to talk about, but it's not as tough now because I know that by talking about it, you know, I, maybe I can reach someone else that maybe is feeling the same way because what happened with me was, um, you know, after all this happened and I moved out and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm in my late fifties, pretty much everything I have is now here or there. You know what I mean? I don't really have anything now, you know, I'm going to be leaving my home that I've had for a long time. Uh, I was married for 28 years. I had a family, you know, there, there were certain, you know, retirement, all this different stuff. And all of a sudden it's just like, poof, okay, you're going to start from scratch. You know what I mean? And it, it really, it really scared me. It really freaked me out because, you know, I'm just thinking, well, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? I mean, I know I have older children and, you know, maybe they'll come and, you know, help me out or I can go to them and they can help me out, but I'm not one, you know, normally for asking for help either. So this was a hard, hard thing for me to do to begin with. And I was really depressed. I was really down and out and, you know, I thought I'd had everything all, you know, nicely in a bow and everything, but you know, that's not how life is, you know, anyways, but so I went to my uh, son's house, uh, my oldest, and I went to him and he said, yeah, you can stay here. And I said, okay, cool. So I kind of went over there and uh, just stayed there. I just brought like minimal stuff. And so I was there, I don't know how long I was there, maybe a couple of weeks, somewhere around there. And I was in the basement, I was just sitting there watching TV and, you know, everybody's sleeping upstairs. And, and then I just started getting sadder and sadder. And I, and then I just started hearing like this voice in my head telling me, you know, Hey, you know what? It's okay. You know, you, you raised four kids, you know, look at you've lived almost 60 years old, man. I mean, you've done a good job. You can just let it all go now. You know, it's okay. You don't have to start all over. You can just let it all go. And it was this very calming voice it's kind of creepy if you think about it now because it's this really calming voice you know within you and it's not my own voice like my inner voice i don't know where it's coming from but it's just telling me just to let things go so i'm sitting in the basement and i'm watching tv and i shut the tv off and i'm just sitting there and i'm like contemplating going you know i'm googling uh for just to say it i'm just googling how to die basically you know what what's the pain the you know less amount of pain you know to take your life so i um i'm sorry getting a little emotional but so i'm i'm googling this and then i found you know well you know the old the old you know put the hose in the car and put it through the window and so i'm just gonna do this you had a plan yeah i had a plan i i i didn't i just didn't want to be a burden on my family you know i just didn't want to be a burden to anybody and it's like and I didn't really, ha- you know, I, I felt like I didn't have anything. So I'm sitting there and it's dark and I'm getting ready to go. You know, I got my keys on the side of the little table and everything. I mean, I'm serious. I'm ready to go, you know, take my car, drive down the street, do it, leave a note, be done. So I'm sitting there and it's like totally dark. It's really late at night. I don't know. It's maybe around 11, 12 o'clock, maybe. And um, Chuck, did you have the note written? No. Oh, well, that's good at least. Okay. Anyway, no, no, I didn't No, I was going to do that. 
And what happened is right before, you know, you bring it up right before I was going to do that. All of a sudden I see this light on the left and you know, you have the basement windows that are like down in the ground, you know, right. and all of a sudden I see this light and I'm like, you oh, know, it's a car light, but it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And I'm like, what, what the heck is going on? I'm like, that's, there's no way that's a car. And so I'm just sitting there kind of like awestruck at this. I mean, it's a really super bright white light. Then I look to the right and down at the other end, there's a light coming through the window as well. And it's the same thing. And it's like just filling up the whole basement, like the basement was literally pitch black. And now it's like all lit up. And I'm like, what? In my head, I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? You know? And then all of a sudden I hear this voice and says, hey. And I'm like, okay, what the heck is that? And it was a deeper voice than the other voice I heard. The other voice was, was not there. I hear, hey, what are you doing? And so, you know, I'm thinking, what the heck, you know? So I look up thinking, is this God? You know what I mean? Am I, am I losing it? Am I, is it God? You know, what's going on? And then, and it's funny because in this dark moment, you hear this little laugh, you know, come from and he goes, what are you looking up there for? I'm like, well, you know, God, I mean, you know, up there, the universe, he goes, no, I'm right in here with you. It's me and you, man. It's me and you. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, your spirit, your soul is in here. I am with you. I am part of you. I am part of every single person on this planet. I'm on a universe. I'm a universal energy that connects to all. And you have to stop and think, I want you to do something for me. And I'm like, okay, well, at this point, I'm thinking, well, why not listen? You know, this is getting as crazy as it can be. The lights, it's still kind of bright. So he says, I want, what I want you to do is I want you to go to bed tonight. I want you to give me one night, one night, you go to bed, you wake up in the morning, you feel still, still feel the same. And we'll, we'll take it from there, you know, but I, I, I'm guarantee you go to bed tonight, you wake up tomorrow, it'll be a different thought process. It'll be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's just going to be okay. So, you know, I figured, well, I have nothing to lose, you know, and I felt kind of, I felt kind of, you know, like, like it was really going to be okay. Like, I don't know, I don't know why. And then all of a sudden the lights just kind of dissipated and they got back to black and now I'm sitting in the basement again thinking, okay, did I just have some like hallucinogenic, you know, thing going on or was that really real? But I felt like it was, I mean, I felt, I knew in my heart that it was real. So I said, okay, so I went to bed, you know, when I went to bed, and I can still visualize it now. My whole life started playing through like a television show, like from when I was born all the way, you know, things that I don't even remember that I like right now about you asked me, I couldn't tell you, but you know, I could see them like flashes, flashes, like just little bits and pieces of, of photos and sound and music and smells and all the whole thing, all the way showing me the road I had my life, you know, it had its it's hard knocks like everybody does, you know, up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. But there was a reason for it. There, there was a reason for me to have these hard knocks. Some people in life have more hard knocks than others. I'm not complaining that, you know, like, oh, what was me? I'm just saying my life was kind of rough, you know? Um, and so, but, but at the same time, I felt, well, but this is something I can use to help others. I don't know where that thought even came from. And then I woke up next morning and I'm like, I felt like reinvigorated, you know, I felt like, all right, I got a purpose here. I have a purpose. And then, you know, I started um, doing, you know, connections with my psychic self and my intu intuitiveness, you know, working with my daughter and her friends and using cards and stuff like that, just to see how, how I would be on, you know, if I'm spot on, if I'm a little on, if it's, if it's just something in my head. And it was like amazing that things were just hitting, like just, you couldn't even explain it. It was just out of the norm. So then I knew, okay, take what I'm doing here, the lessons that, that I just saw, the things I've gone through in my life, take this all and now put it towards, um, you know, I always wanted to coach and help guide people, put all this together, reach out to people who are in, are in my shoes or the shoes I was in that are feeling the same way and show them that life has a lot to offer them, that suicide is not the answer. It is a gift that we are given to be alive. We need to use it. And there's a purpose for all of us. And then that's kind of how I went forward from there. It's a pretty powerful story. And I mean, I've, I've, you told, you've only told it to me just the once and now, and um, I, you know, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm sure that you're still to some extent unpacking it. Oh, 
yes oh, oh yeah yeah every day it's something different and something new and 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 you know like something that's happened that that was an experience to me now relates to somebody that also just for uh calling my clients you know that reach out to this particular person because everybody that i deal with that comes to me i treat them as an individual because they are an individual we're all the same on the inside energetic and connected to the same source but on the on the earth here in our physical self we are all individuals so you need to treat each person with that respect and love and find out how it is you can help them in a way that best serves them right and, you know you do that with each different person and because you know you can you can have a game plan and put it to four different people and four different people are going to take it four different ways you know sort of like that game when you sit around you tell a story and the next person tells it and goes around by the time it gets to the end it's all totally different everybody has their own interpretation of things and how they look at things how they feel about things so if you if i use my intuitiveness and my psychic abilities to connect to them and read them somewhat and then let them tell me their story then i can then i think it best serves to help them yeah so I think it's important to point out this was many years ago. Yes, correct. How many do you do? You, um, I think it's yeah. like six years, seven. Uh, uh, probably, have we known each other that long? <laughs> yes, we've known each other a lot, a, a lot longer yeah. than that. We were, we were young. We were younger when we met. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. Now we're old people. Now we're old people. Now we're old people. Um, so it was quite a while ago, and you've had many um life events since them then and and it's also important i think to point out that some of those life events have been more um universal two by fours yeah yes they have i know i know of one event you're you're talking about that happened two it's been two years now the first one was two okay so let's talk about that yeah, the, the, the main one that happened was, it was Easter, I believe, two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my lung collapsed. My Spontaneously. Yeah, spontaneously. I don't know where I'm coming back from Easter. And I had some breakfast at the local um, cafe down here. And then all of a sudden, I can't breathe. I'm, I like I just, to say your lung exploded because that sounds more dramatic. Yeah, it is. But anyways, yeah, it basically did because it was like also my eyes came out like fish, you know, popped out like fish. And I, I, gr I grasped my chest. And I thought, oh, I'm dying. I'm going to die right here in front of my house in Hinkley, Illinois. Here we go. And then all of a sudden, it came back. I was like, what the heck? So I go upstairs. My daughter's here. And um, so I'm telling her, I'm like, something's not right. I don't feel right. Something's wrong, you know. But I'm not really sure. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know, you know. But uh, I, I, I lost my breath. I couldn't catch my breath. I don't, I, I just had no breath for a minute. Now it's fine. So I don't know what's going on. So, you know, we here and there, and all of a sudden we go to the clinic that's in a uh, town next to us and the lady's talking to me and the doctor and she's doing all sorts of stuff. And she's like, let's do a chest x-ray. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, you know? So she does that. And the next thing you know, um, she comes back and she says, um, I don't know how you're talking to me or walking because you need to go to the hospital right now. And I go, what do you mean? She said, your lung has collapsed 80%. If you don't get to the hospital now, you're pretty much going to die. She didn't say that, but that's what she implied and looked at me very sternly. Rachel starts crying, my daughter, because she's with me. Then all of a sudden, I said, well, can she take me? And they're like, she's like, no, you have to go to the ambulance. And I was on these guys pile in. They took me. And of course, they did um, uh, numeral thorax where they just put the hose in the side and they blow up your lung again. And it was, it was good, like, two or three days I was there, and they talked about it, it can just happen out of nowhere and uh, i was like wow that's rude and they said but there's a 50 percent chance it'll happen again i'm like oh it's, all right well it's 50 50 you know so then i come home and i'm still kind of thinking well you know whatever you know and then in the middle of the night three in the morning all of a sudden i get to go to the bathroom and i can't breathe again and it's going faster so i'm banging on my daughter's door she comes out call 911. I'm on the kitchen floor. I'm like, I'm, and I'm talking to 911. I'm trying to talk to 911. Say, if they don't come now, it's, it's done. I can tell. I can know. I know my body. It's done. So, you know, they were there lickety split, got me out, had to do that thing all over again. I was in the hospital for a, a while. And then they said, I can't go home until I have, uh, you know, um, surgery. So I'd have surgery and everything. Um, and uh, so while I'm there, you know, I'm thinking, wow, this is like, this is another like take 
for granted on your health, take for granted on, you know, I mean, I was, I was doing better. I was being a better person. I was, you know, doing what I thought was correct, but I was still a little cocky, I guess, you know, a little like, yeah, you know, whatever. You weren't humble enough. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, um, so once that happened, I kind of talked to my spirits and such when I was in the hospital, um, ask them to, you know, protect me if they can, if it's, if it's not my time, you know, which they did. Um, people were started reaching out to me left and right. Um, it was, it was the, I think the, the main other eye opener I needed to know every minute counts moment yeah. by moment. You live your life moment by moment. I always say that moment by moment, because it's true. One moment could be good. One moment could be bad. You don't look at your life on a daily basis like this day just was this day sucked because it was terrible. You know, this happened and this happened because there's a lot of good stuff in between there. So if you start doing it moment by moment, you know, and you look at each little piece, by the time you get to the end of the day, you're like, it's not it wasn't so bad. You know, I mean, yeah, I had to deal with certain things, but we all do. That's how we learn. That's how we evolve. That's how life goes. That's just the way it is. Everything is temporary. Correct. And if you get too comfortable, well, then we know what happens. Well, if you get too comfortable to the point that you're not doing what your life's purpose is, I I do think that that's uh, that's true. I also wanted to ask you, like the the lung explosion thing. Yeah, that's really quite rare. The spontaneous one, right? It's caused. It was caused by like little little sacks or something. Yeah, yeah, they call them blebs or whatever, and they showed them on a X-ray. That's right. Air pockets, and they just pop, and then they just, you know, and it's. They said it happens to people that are tall, but it, it's just out of nowhere. It's just, it's just something that can happen. And I'm like, okay. It happens to tall people. So I'm yeah. safe. So like, yeah. So I'm like, wait, it happens to tall. Yeah. So you're safe. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what does that mean? I said, cause I'm, and I thought I was pretty healthy and I was working out for the last four or five years before I had a, a shoulder, uh, shoulder issue. And then I had to stop for a while. And then of course COVID came in and all this and in the lung and all that, but, um, so yeah, but it was um, yeah, it was definitely uh, it was definitely a, a, another it was my second eye opener, I guess. I'm like, I don't know how many people get lots of these in their life, but someone was really speaking to me the first time. Someone was definitely speaking to me the second time. Just said, you stay in your path. Don't 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 start going veering off somewhere. You know what I mean? So once that happened, I was like, okay, now I know what I want to do. I want to help people. I know what I, I have to be respectful of the life I'm given. I'm respectful of all the people that are around me. Don't judge people. Um, everybody has a story, you know, live your life moment by moment and try to just reach out and help as many people as you can. So that's where I'm at at this point right now. I mean, and that's all pretty powerful stuff. And um, do you think that you had like in the leading up to your lung explosion, do you think that did you have some like little signs that you were ignoring? Um, I guess in a way, yeah, because you know, I was still doing some things that I used to do, you know, when I got too comfortable sitting around the house and not really putting 100% into, um, like you know, for a while I was gung ho with you know, um, doing my readings and all this kind of stuff, and then I kind of pulled back a little bit and said, you know, the same thing I talked to before, I'm like, well, you know, okay, you know, I'm just gonna kind of, I don't know hover along, you know, a little bit and, uh, and start going the other way where I wasn't doing as much or, or reaching people and trying to help. And, uh, I think that was my wake up call to say, Hey, no, you, there's no more veering off there. You know, you stay on point, you stay with what you're doing, you know, work on your website, work on this, work on that, do whatever you got to do to, you know, however you got to get your message out, get your message out. Your message has to be heard. That's when I hired a branding coach. That's when I started really getting into it. I've never since then, I've been just kind of go, go, going, you know? So I think that that's, yeah, I think that was the the message there. You do have a tendency to basement as I like to call it, which I've made basement a verb. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I, I am aware of the Chuck basementing tendency, right? Yes. And, and so, and I think that, but I think that it's, it's when we have something that has been a coping mechanism for us Hmm. to the point that it sort of becomes almost fundamental to our nature, 
When things don't go exactly the way we think they should, we tend to return to those coping mechanisms. And for you, I, I would say basementing, which is kind of what hanging out in your basement and not doing much is, is one of your coping mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much just like, and I'm an extrovert too. So it's funny that I would just become an introvert, you know, kind of pull in and then just watch TV and, you know, whatever, and just kind of, oh, that's good enough. Eat, go to bed, go to work, watch TV, you know, it's like, but what's that there's 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 so much more in this life there's so much more to enjoy and to experience and to and and then when I, and then when i started remembering you know how it it feels so good when i see someone i've i've guided or helped become this different person this this amazing person like they've actually reached out they pulled out their spirit their inner voice they, they've connected to them themselves 100 they love themselves and now they're just like on this different path and they're doing all this stuff and they call and they tell me and they're like and all the stories and stuff and it's just like so exciting for me to know i had such a i had a small part in that you know because the bottom line is they're the ones that got to do the work they're the ones that have to you know right uh, go through all of it you know so i'm just like just i'm just the starting point you know what i mean but yeah. it's fun to watch and i and i just love it yeah, it makes me feel good because then they're going to and what's funny, then sometimes they'll say, oh, and I went to work and I told them blah, 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 what you told me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, it's spreading. It's just so awesome, you know. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I realized, you know, if once when I if I stop that, then from my little edge, edge of the world over here, I'm not contributing, you know, because well, you're so not much. you're not living up to the contract. Correct. That you have created. Correct. Exactly. Well, and I've got to tell you, I mean, and I've, I've told you this privately, and so hopefully you don't mind if I tell it to you, say it publicly as well. And if not, we can always cut it out of the show and nobody will ever know what happened. Um, <laughs> I know, it's okay. <laughs> the power of editing software, man. Yes. Um, but anyway, is that you are so transformed from when I first met you. And look, I've always loved you. I think you're a wonderful person. I, you know, we've always gotten along incredibly well, but you were very, when you and I first met, you were incredibly ego driven mm -hmm. and um, just uh, almost to the point of self-absorption sometimes I would say. Yes. And um, I mean, your energy is just so completely different because of course, you know, I, I read energy and so I've known your energy all along mm -hmm. and it's so completely different, even from when you were out here, um, and we we spent some time together out here you've yes. completely transformed chuck you're still fundamentally you mm -hmm. but you've shifted your energy in this way that's been really lovely to watch well thank you it's very kind of you to say I, I i do feel that i am my true self i'm my authentic self is like people like to say i like my i am my true inner self and that's yep what's important and that people need to know is that's inside every single one of us yes. and so many of us just like me look we ignore it we don't we don't utilize it we don't connect to it and it's screaming to us so much more than we even think trying to get us to go down the right way and trying to give us the 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 light to shine down that path so we know where to go and be happy and content and, and feel safe yeah. and, you know as much as you can be so um yeah, I think that, yeah. and, and so that was like my thing. It's like that's why I call myself the inner voice healer because it's like for me, it's like I like to reach in, bring out their inner voice, heal that first, and show them that that's so important. And you know, look how amazing you are. And then we can go through all the tools and 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 things that you can use for life's everyday events and such. But right. I think it's more important to reach that person first and make them love themselves and be whole. Like yeah, I, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is that change is possible and, and, um, you are walking, living, breathing proof of this, because I told you this the last time we talked too is what you used to always say to me when you would say something and Cheryl and I'd be like, Chuck, you can't say that. What would you say? That's just the way I am. I'm set in my ways and that is how it's going to be. And yet you so it's, you were so caught up in this it's just the way I am and yet you were still you still transformed so even the most set in their ways person can grow and change and transform themselves sure yeah 
you can. And I don't think that everybody needs to to get that, you know, exploding lung, as you call it. Or yeah, you know, no, no, lung anyway. explosions are extreme, <laughs> yeah. guys. <laughs> or divorces and all that stuff. You know, there, there, there are ways to when you're just feeling down and out, you don't feel like you're kind of lost or you're, you're fearful or whatever. This is when you reach out to someone that can help you like myself or you or anybody you know, that has these gifts that can help to trans to help this person transform themselves into their true self and who they are and this beautiful being. And they're going to be like, wow, I didn't think this was even possible. I'm like telling you, I'm like you said, I'm walking proof that you can, and I'm a hardened dude. So if I can do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Uh, but uh, so my question is though, um, yeah. and this may be a little bit from ego, but it's also because I am really curious because when you were in this really dark place, I was reaching out to you every day. So it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like no people. And I know Rachel was reaching out to you and I know mm -hmm. that you had your brothers and your kids and, yes. and all of these people. So with all of these people reaching out to you, why then did you get to where you were so that you had to have like this uh, divine intervention almost? Um, I have to, I'd have to, I'd have to say this. And I think this happens to a lot of people who contemplate suicide or have or whatever, which is so sad in itself. But this is just from my perspective, in my opinion. But for me, it was like I could have all the people around me close to me saying they love me, you know, putting their hand out for, you know, they're going to help me and everything. But when you get to that dark place, when you get so far down that well, when the rope doesn't reach anymore, that you're on your own. There is nobody else but you. Yeah. And this is and this is the point where it is so important that you know you have an inner self because my inner self was screaming at me, don't do this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. As like, you know, when the whatever you call it, the epiphany or whatever happened, you know, that voice, okay, it was partly universe. I believe it was partly God, for lack of a word, but and but it was also me. It was also me finally I finally heard I finally heard me and then that's what really caught my attention because it's me it's me yelling at me which is really weird you know what I mean but it's like oh, I get oh it. my god it so I'm like okay so you know I need to snap out of this I need to you know okay wait stop boop, 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 boop. you know like someone pull the fire alarm so I think that's the best way to explain it. And then, then as I'm coming out of this haze and this darkness, then when I start seeing the people like you and my family, they start reaching out. I know now in my mind, I know in my heart, I have to allow people to help me, you know, because certain people like myself, like I said earlier, I'm not one for asking for help. So, you know, if you're that kind of person, it makes it even tougher because you're, you're like, if I can't do this and who else, who else is going to help me? I mean, how are they going to help me if I can't help myself? So when my voice started screaming at me, it was me helping myself. Then I realized, you know what? You need to let other people help too. You know, there are other people out there that can help you. Right. So I did. And I started letting everybody reach out to me. And I started taking that help and not feeling guilty about it. And understanding that it was just people that care about you that just want to be able to help you. Then I was like, oh my God, now I can do this for others. And that's when I came, with, came up with this passion and this thought process as well. So at that explains it to you so the dark i mean so what you had and we've identified this is you mm -hmm. had a dark night of the soul correct and so when somebody is in the depths of that mm -hmm. and their inner voice doesn't shine headlights in their window and speak to them right how do they how do they access it if they're in this if they're basementing mm-hmm and they're they're in this really really dark place and they're ignoring everyone reaching out and and i mean you had a very profound experience mm -hmm. where the universe screamed at you stop right so so I, I can't imagine everybody has that because if everybody had that then there would be far fewer people killing themselves i mean i could be wrong yes correct so how do they, I mean, so how do they, what do they do when that voice doesn't reach out to them? Um, okay. Yeah. Because that's, a, that's a very good question. I would have to, I would have to say 
that if they're in like when I was, and I'll bring it from my perspective again, just so, cause I don't know how all the people think, but even when I was in my darkest moments, all the people that were reaching out were people I knew like you and my family and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. If, if somebody I didn't even know said, you know, you, you, you look kind of like you're lost or you need some help or something like this, sort of like the universe did. Then I, for some reason paid attention. So I guess I would say that, and I knew that I was having an issue and a problem. I mean, you know, that, taking your own life is not a, a wise thing to do. I don't care if you're thinking about it and you're going to do it. You still know it's probably something you shouldn't be doing. You know, it's definitely shouldn't something you shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't say probably, but you shouldn't be doing it or even be having those thoughts. You know, there's got to be some way to get some help. You know what I mean? Um, and so I guess the best I could say is for them to, once they realize, you know, while I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, once I get this thought process, while I'm thinking about this, while I'm, I'm feeling really lost, and it doesn't always have to go to the extreme of, you know, taking your own life, you know, it could just be really, really, really depressed and lost and stuff like that, then I think they need to, they need to get and look outwards of their, their boundaries, outwards to someone else, such as a coach or a, a, even a psychic or someone that's intuitive, that, that they can speak to, they can give them a different uh, perspective, you know, and just say, Hey, look, I'm just going to hear, I'm just going to listen to you. Cause a lot of people, when they come to me first, I'll just say, just tell me what's up. You know what I mean? Because this happens, yeah. what you're telling me, you know, they'll come up and say, well, I just, I saw your thing, your website and it, some of the stuff sounded really good. So can I talk to you? This has happened so many times. And I go, sure. And they talk to me. Sometimes they, you know, they go on and do their thing. And sometimes they stick with me, you know, a lot of times more often they stick than they leave, but then I can sort of just kind of just let them talk and let them tell me what's going on first before you try to, you know, fixing things, you know, you just want to listen. You just want to be there for that person. And I, I think most people, that's what they want. They just want someone that could be there. And sometimes it's hard when it's your family or someone that's really close. Sometimes these are things you don't want to, them to know, you know, per se. So you want to reach out to someone else. That's a, an outside perspective that doesn't really know you that you can just bear everything. That actually makes sense. Reach out to a stranger. Right. I mean, a compassionate stranger, not, yes, you know, correct. like the serial killer that lives across the street <laughs> or something. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. No. Oh, well, it would. Um, but yeah, so I, that actually makes a little bit of sense to me. So then my next question is, as just people who live in the world, right, yeah. Yeah. who we go out and we encounter people, mm -hmm. what if you see someone and you just, their energy feels that way to you? How do you, you know, would you have welcomed like a complete stranger coming up and just being like, yo, dude, you seem really down. And I just want to tell you your worth or, you know, how, how could somebody, a stranger have approached you with something like that? I, I, could they have? I think they could have, you know, I think that if someone were to have seen me like that and watched them say, Hey, you okay. And I realize that's, that it's permeating out of my, my own self, you know, like if somebody that doesn't even know me can feel my energy or sense that something's up, then yeah, I'd probably be like, well, yeah, I'm just really down, blah, blah, blah. And if they took it further and said, well, you need something to talk to or something, I might probably just do that at that point. Cause at this point you're just like, I don't know what else to go anyways. I I'm just kind of like stuck in this, yeah. this rut, you know? So it's like, why not? Why not at least talk a little bit with the person and, and feel it out and see how it goes. So yeah, I, I would, I would say that, you know, if, if someone would have noticed that, you know, I mean, nobody evidently had noticed it with me, but um, I mean, except for, you know, well, people, strangers, people, strangers, you know what I mean? Yeah. People I didn't know. So, but yes, I probably would. I probably would have, um, I probably would have, you know, spoke to them somewhat, you know what I mean about that? Yeah. And it, right. It well, made me think about it and it probably would have snapped me out a bit too, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to really date myself here. Um, but <laughs> I, I used to work on a crisis phone line and I don't know what they have that is the equivalent of that now, if it's still a phone call, if it's like yeah. a, text chat. I, I just, I have no idea, but I used to work at a crisis center where people who were in this really dark place and, and some of them were just people who were lonely or whatever too, but there were a lot of people who were in this really dark place and they would call in because they would reach out to that stranger, to that voice on the phone. Yeah, exactly. And like when you asked me about 
that like how would they do that during that dark place well many do just like you said they get on that they find a phone and they call this hotline and says we can help we'll listen you know what i mean so here here's my website reach out to me i i put out there all the time on facebook and instagram also just reach out just talk to me you know you can come talk to me and you don't it's not like you get charged or anything you know you just come talk to me we'll talk for a half hour i always do like half hour for for free for the first time anyways just to talk to people just so they can see if they fit with me and i fit with them maybe yeah. something i can help them with or maybe i got to take and send them somewhere else besides what you know what i can do because i've had clients who have gone to psychologists and also come to me so it's like a, a twofold thing you know because each one kind of covers an area that the other one that the yep. person cannot cover so and that's where absolutely it's okay. i'm a big fan <laughs> of talk therapy yeah, it was awesome because I met one of the psychologists. She came to me. She says, so you're the one who was talking to my, my, my client. That's your client. I go, yeah. And she goes, man, she's some of the stuff she told me. She said, I want to come talk to you because that was kind of amazing. You know, like, because I look at it clinically, you look at it from a kind of an earthbound, different, you know, spiritual kind of thing. She goes, but it's cool because we're kind of saying the same thing, but in different ways and whatever it takes to get through to this person to help them that's that's the point that's the whole purpose of it anyways you know yeah you gotta address body mind emotions and spirit it's all connected isn't it yes it's true because you know like if you if your body is in pain right and it hurts you're like oh god it's a side pain i'm gonna go call the doctor you know so why wouldn't you if your inner self is sad and and really down and you know and your thinking process is all askew why wouldn't you think i should probably reach out to somebody just because this doesn't seem right, you know, kind of the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that I have, I have family members, um, including, I mean, some that have passed for other reasons, but I have family members with, um, that suffer from bipolar disorder. It's right. something that runs in my family. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, I, I've seen some of my family members get into this really dark place and thank goodness, all of them have, reached out when they're there yeah um because they realized hey i'm not okay right and so you got to remove the shame and the stigma associated with that too correct and and that's something that we have to work on as a society because when you were talking about when i said well why was talking to me not gonna do it and i think i think the one word you didn't say which you can correct me if i'm wrong is shame that was why you didn't talk to me yes yeah i felt that i felt that well how can i not fix myself yeah most people think about that most people think well i'm not stupid so why why can't i fix myself what's what's wrong with me and i don't want to share that with anybody else so yes that is a true statement yeah so so i guess that that as a society we've got some work to do so that we don't stigmatize people who feel that way i mean so so that's something and like just you having this conversation with me mm-hmm. and the three people who will listen to it yeah <laughs> hey three people hey 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 y'all it's sue and joe and- <laughs> oh that's funny I had somebody come up one time and she was like, oh my God, I just love your books. And I said, oh, you're the one. (laughs) That's like my favorite response. Oh, you're the one. Yeah, you're the one. It's you. Thank you. Um, But anyway, um, so I just, you know, so you have being willing to have this conversation and being open about it and speaking about it. That's why I wanted to do this podcast and why I asked if you would be willing to is because I think it's so powerful to have you speak about it without shame and without embarrassment and just say, this is where I was. Yeah. It was just, it was just another life lesson. It was another thing for me to overcome. And, and by, by where I'm at now, it just told me that our inner self can overcome anything. It doesn't matter what's thrown at us. We can overcome it if we want to, Yeah. if we're willing to put our energy out, if we're willing to believe in ourselves and know that there is a purpose for us, um, then you can overcome anything. You really can. I mean, nothing's impossible. It's just I'm possible. That's the word to me. It's I'm possible, not impossible. I so, like that. You know, you can you can do that in that way, you know. Well, so let's talk about um, with the like nine minutes we have left. Let's sure. talk about the inner voice healing, because I know that you have um, 
your approach is, is different than a lot of other people's. And it's something that you sort of arrived at out of this, this dark night of the soul and the, and your lung exploding and things like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for me, my, the inner voice healer is all about, like I said, it's about reaching into the person um, to help them find themselves in the beauty of who they are because then once you do that and they start to you start going through the process of getting them to love themselves and to just be okay with you know okay that you're not perfect you know that that's not the whole point of this you know that to live moment by moment to whenever you say something negative turn it to a positive right away start catching yourself on these things and doing these things then um it's it, it helps them to give this really good foundation um, to be the, be, into becoming the amazing true self they were born to be, you know? Um, Cause I feel like I'm, I, I like to, as I like to say, I'm healing with, with my heart. I'm healing them with my heart by using my intuitiveness, my, my mediumship abilities, whatever I need to do to reach into them, to bring them out to them so they can be themselves. And then we can work upon tools of, each steps of, you know, the main things like, you know, you have, you have fear and all these pain, hopelessness. Those are like the th or three main things for most people, you know, right. and if you can work on those things, you know, then and get past them and know that you can, that, that they don't, they don't rule you in a way that you think like most people think they do. They fall into the fear, the hopelessness, like we were just talking about. And you think that that is how it's supposed to be. And that's not right. It's exactly quite the, it's, it's quite the opposite. Like I always tell people, you know, feel the feeling, but don't be the feeling. We all have feelings. We're all humans. We have to use all these different feelings. They're all there for, they're all important. I know fear and people are like, what? I'm like, but it's true. You know, all yeah. these things are important. Fear keeps us aware. You know, there's all sorts of different things that, that keep us going as human beings, but we just have to know how to manage them in a way that, okay, we, we utilize those as a tool to what we need to, to get through, but then I take over myself takes over my inner self takes over. And then I can overcome this feel like, wow, man, I really did this. This is awesome. Then in the next thing comes up, you're like, okay, I'm ready. You know, and sometimes it's really, really hard stuff. I mean, it's death. It's people, loss of people you loved, or, you know, you lose your job or you lose your home or, you know, I mean, come on. You, sometimes it's, it's, it's strange to say, but sometimes you see people that are homeless that are super happy and they're yeah. You got people who have cancer, but they're fine yeah. because they, they found that inner self. They, they, they know the connection. So that's what I'm about is showing you that connection, getting you to where you can be there and then you can overcome anything. And then you can truly be a happy person because being happy is not, or I should say being happy is like a, a fleeting thing. Like I eat chocolate. Ooh, that made me happy, you know, but happiness, that's, what's really important to give to other people. Happiness is just the ability to know you're going to be able to overcome anything that comes your way. Yep. It's trust in the universe. That's correct. So I come to you. Okay. Pretend you yep. don't know me. Okay. And I say, Chuck, I'm feeling really down. And I would say to I you, could, like, I could use, um, like I could come to you as you know, mm -hmm. my brother-in-law died on Thursday. I could come to right. you and say, Chuck, my brother-in-law died. And even though I didn't know him super well, I'm feeling really down about that. So what, what do you do with me once I'm there then? I would say to you that I understand 100% and loss is very hard. And you're, you definitely are going to have to go through the grieving process because this is someone that you've lost physically. But I want you to know that, that death is not the end. It's just a, a, a foray into a new adventure for him. And that eventually you will get past the grieving process. You will still always miss him, but you'll be okay with it at some point, believe it or not. And then you'll know that he's still around you, that if you want to connect to him, there are ways I can show you that maybe you can connect to him, that it's all about loving yourself, loving that person, that connection will never die. It will never go away. The memories will never go away. The memories are going to be beautiful. They'll start out hard because, you know, you're missing them. And eventually those will be things that you can look back on and laugh and feel good about. And then, you know, that energy will just permeate to the universe and then his energy will come to you. So 
I do understand where you're coming from, but it will get better. And I will be here for you in any shape or form that you need me to do. And that works. Does it work? I'm asking you. Yes, it does. Cool. All right. So you may be aware of this part of our conversation because you have you have teed it up yourself before. Do you know what it is? <laughs> is it to put like put out like where my website is? It's stuff? shameless self promotion. That's right. Welcome to Shameless Self Promotion Corner, <laughs> the <laughs> Chuck Gotsky edition. Oh my lord. Okay. Well, if you want to reach me, you can go to www.chuckgotsky. That's G-O-T-S-K-I, the innervoicehealer.com. That's my website. You can reach me there. You can send me an email. I will get back to you. You can also go to Facebook. I'm on there as the Inner Voice Healer. I'm also on there just as Chuck Gotsky. If you see my personal thing, you get my personal thing, my personal page. You can actually <laughs> nobody wants to be that. that. Nobody wants to be there. Um, no. You know, you can actually you know message me through that as well. But the website works the best, and then also on Facebook as well. Um, either way, you can reach out to me, and then um, you know I will get back to you as soon as I can, and we will have a chat, and then we'll see if uh, it's something. If there's something I can help you with, then I would be more than happy to move forward with it. And if yeah. that's all really hard to remember, you can reach out to me and I can put you in chat in, in Chuck. I can put you in touch. See, we both said bad things. <laughs> in, in touch with my old pal, Chucky G. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But Chuck, I appreciate your willingness to share what's a difficult and emotional story. It's, it's hard to hear as, as somebody who's been in your life that long and to to know that you were in that place and that there, there was nothing that I did that was helpful. That makes me sad. No. Um, but I mean, you know, just like it makes Rachel sad and I'm not saying that as a guilt thing or anything else. I'm mm -hmm. just saying that, that, that it's, it's a hard story to hear as well as a hard story to tell. And yeah, go yeah, ahead. I agree. no, I was gonna say, but sometimes we gotta, we gotta lead our own journey, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and that's it. And I couldn't have pushed myself on you anyway, because you would have just told me what to do with it. So, <laughs> no, a little bit. You would have <laughs> maybe a little, you would have said, Karen, that's just the way I am. Just the way I am. That's just the way I, and you never say that anymore. Do you? No, I do not. Yeah. That's because it's not just, <laughs> but that's because you get to choose the way you are in any moment of any day. That is correct. Oh, I, you know, I forgot that because Cheryl always teases. So one more thing before we sign off. Yes. One or two intentional practices that you can share with our listeners that they can use to live more intentionally in their lives. Intentional practices. Well, the one thing that my daughter likes to do um, is affirmations. Sticky notes. Let's talk about my sticky notes, okay? So notes. affirmations. Affirmations are very important. They're probably one of the most important things. And what you would do is you write down one thing that you really want to improve yourself upon. Say it's, I want to be happy. Like one day I woke up, my daughter had posted notes, I swear to God, everywhere. On the walls, on the refrigerator, in the mirror. And they said, did. you're going to be happy today. You're going to be happy today. You're going to be happy. Because the more repetition to that, then you're reprogramming your subconscious, your, your belief system has to come forward as well. And together, boom, that's a, that's a good one there. When you're getting, when you're, when you're getting angry, it's, and it's, everybody says the same thing. It's nothing that I've invented. It's called the count to 10, breathing and counting to 10, because you have to remember while you're breathing and counting to 10 and you're angry at whatever this person is, remember they have a story. There's a reason why they are upset as well. It is not just you. You just, we all automatically want to go boom because, you know, we didn't like what we heard, you know, but we have to pull back a bit and go, well, why, why are they doing this though? They're not doing this because they enjoy this. Most people do it because they have a story as well. Something's happening. So if you stop, and count to 10 as you're breathing and thinking about what did they just say to me? Why was I really mad about it? You know, let me, let me just re refrain from saying anything for the 10 and then maybe reapproach that with them in a more calm manner. You would be surprised sometimes how much well, how well that actually works. So I will have to try that. All righty. I tend not to get super mad at things. Although, you know, we've had the whole driveway thing. That's made me a little mad. I probably, I probably could have used, used it a there. few times yes. during the driveway issues. Yes. I, yeah. But we've got those resolved because eventually what I did was I took a big, long count to 10 for a couple of days and reset. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, right. So 
Yeah, it's a simple thing, but it's really funny how well it works. It's like well, you get caught up in your story. Um, yeah, you, do. you know, we have egos and we have egos so that we can have a human experience. Sure. And so ego serves an important function, but it also can get a little um a little and, pushy. And yeah. that's when we get caught up in our stories that we tell ourselves. I agree. And that's why the counting to 10 kind of pulls your ego back and then lets you kind of like reevaluate everything. So yeah. I like it. All right, Chucky G. I'm glad that we have had this time together. I see. I noticed I have you on my calendar for next week, huh? We're gonna yes, we're gonna have our, our Chucky G and Karen weekly or monthly chat. Yes, we are. We're having our monthly chat. All righty. I'll, I I will try really hard not to blow you off if you try really hard not to blow me off. <laughs> we, didn't we make each other like pinkies where yeah. we weren't going to? Yes, we weren't going to do that. Unless yeah, we're not going like to do that. Unless the house is on fire or something, no, we're not supposed to do Yeah, that. unless the house is on fire, we're not going to blow each other off. That's, <laughs> that is the plan. That's correct. I love it when a plan comes together. Well, right. it's really good to talk to you, and I appreciate you. you coming on to our little show. Can you imagine how different paranormal, paranormal underground radio in the dark would be with us now than what we did several Oh, years we'd be ago? so cool and laid back, and <laughs> it would be so different of a show. Yeah, it, it would be a really different show, yeah, wouldn't it? Really would, yep. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind of why it died its natural death. I think is that that we were both kind of changing our focus and shifting things, and yeah. it just got harder and harder to do the show that people expected from us. Yeah, and they it served its purpose. It did what it was supposed yeah. to do, and then was just on to something else. So. And we're on to the next. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Intention is Everything. We'll be back in 